Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with the Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Monday, March 28, 2022. It's the beginning uh, today of the last week of the state of emergency for COVID in Italy with the hope of not having to return to it next fall. The new guidelines provide for fewer restrictions with targeted rules for hotels, restaurants and bars, loosening bans ahead of the Easter holidays, especially for foreigners. One of the new rules included, includes a return to the ability to do a lot of things with a, with a simple green pass, the kind you get even with a negative swab in the last 48 hours. This means that there will be a growth in the number of swabs done, which will necessarily cause an increase in the number of new positives. Already today, the RT index, i.e. the rate of contagiousness, has returned to a value above the epidemic threshold, and it is the first time this has happened since January 21. But by now, we know that with the less harmful variant and the success of the vaccination campaign, the important curbs to monitor are those of hospitalizations in COVID departments and intensive care units and that of deaths. Unfortunately, it seems that these curbs are quite under control in Italy. Let's hope that they remain so, or rather that they fall more and more. For now, Italy is living without, with the virus, together with the virus. From April 1st, we will get rid of the system of callers to divide Italian regions according to the risk of contagion, but in the meantime, from today, all Italy is in the white zone, the safest one. The roadmap envisioned by the government provides that on May 1st, there could be eliminated even the green pass and the obligation to mask indoors. If the government seems to have no doubts about the green certification, it may be that if contagions will continue to grow so rapidly and have such important numbers, the masks could stay on our faces a bit longer when we are indoors. The war in Ukraine continues and together with it continues the arrival of refugees in Italy. There are, they are almost 100,000 here now and even if I repeat myself, I like to point out that throughout Italy there are many, many people, associations and institutions that are welcoming them with great heart as well as continuing a flow of donations of basic necessities and money to those who remain to fight in Ukraine. <clears throat> Perhaps this is also why Russia seems to be particularly angry with Italy after um, uh, last week's threats coming directly from Moscow. A few days ago, also, the Russian ambassador in Italy has denounced, has sued an Italian newspaper because it is obviously not accustomed, he is obviously not accustomed to the free press, arousing the indignation of our country, led by the head of the Italian government, Draghi, who defended the Italian newspaper and our free press, our freedom of free press. There is a phenomenon that is attracting the attention of the Italian media. Since the beginning of the pandemic, the number of people under 40 who have decided to resign has increased by 26%. But the phenomenon of the great resignation is transversal to all age groups and tells of a country in search of a greater balance between private life and work. Italy has long had a huge problem with young people, with the highest number of need, young people under 30 who are not studying, training or looking for work, in Europe, one of the highest rates of youth unemployment and the hemorrhage of expats, the data on resignations in Italy is a clear wake-up call. According to the latest estimates, only 10% of workers in Europe are satisfied with their jobs, while in Italy they are 5%, half. Italy has a large num number of intenders, i.e. those who intend to change jobs in the next six months. 
they are 21%, but the percentage rises to 30% among those who have had the COVID. <clears throat> there is almost a post-traumatic effect in this desire to change life. Pandemic <clears throat> has played a central role in establishing a new paradigm. Smart working rewrote the rules forced into the home. People have been deprived of the social part of work and at the same time, people have, uh, have, have, they have time to focus on the limits of their employment status. What is now required by Italians seems to be flexibility, enhancement of the individual and listening. The territories are also being challenged. Working from home has given impetus to the phenomenon of self-working, i.e. the choice to reside far from the cities where the companies are physically located. This could redesign the dynamics of the territories, causing cities like Milan or Rome to lose their centrality, where the quality of life is challenged by prohibitive costs. It is an irreversible change in the labor market and in the competitive factors of companies that want to attract talent. Italy has entered a new phase of competition also of the territories. A British website has imagined some parameters on the basis of which to determine which are the European cities with more culture. These parameters are the number of theatres, museums, sites of cultural interest and cultural tours organised in the city of reference, assigning a score on a scale of 1 to 10. The result is that the most cultured city according to these parameters is Prague, the capital of the Czech Republic, and that two cities in the top 10 are Italians, Rome in 4th place and Milan in 9th. In proportion with the number of its residents, Rome beats everyone in the ranking of cultural tours related to the many sites of interest. Milan excels in the highest number of monuments, always in proportion with the number of its residents. Rome and Milan are, however, the only southern European cities in the top 10 of this ranking. And every year another report is released, but this one probably has little scientific eye. I do not know how it is written exactly and therefore I do not know how credible it is. Anyway. Also this year someone has made a ranking of people happiness, the World Happiness Report. I read, that the, uh, I read that the analysis is based on numerous indicators ranging from crime rates to life expectancy, from corruption to health care, from individual freedom to natural and artistic resources, from the economy to work, but above all to a sort of self-assessment that people make about their existence. <clears throat> For the fifth year in a row, Finland was found to be the happiest country in the world, followed by Denmark and Iceland. But in the 2022 ranking, there are only Northern European countries in the top eight. To find Italy, we have to go down to place number 31. And even more interesting is that in 2020, we were in 25th place. It's hard to explain how this slowdown happened just last year. In 2020, the country with the outbreak of the pandemic was paralyzed, disoriented, locked in. The following year, however, the economy recovered, the hiring returned, GDP grew, vaccines arrived that gave hope for the end of COVID, and Italy still had many successes in many sports. An Italian expert may have the right interpretation. According to him, in 2020, the pandemic and the lockdown have brought out a feeling of solidarity and cooperation in the Italians that instead, when normal life and the usual problems started again, was put aside. <coughs> Without forgetting that in 2020, taxes were not paid in Italy, even if for a suspension, and this makes many people happier. As far as I'm concerned, I see a lot of problems in Italy, and some I tell you in these videos, but I'm happy to live here and I wouldn't move anywhere. But if I really, really had to, the only country where I would go to live is the United States of America. And speaking of sporting events in which we have had so much success, 
in 2021. You may remember that in the last video, last Thursday, I told you about a very important soccer match of the Italian national team, which last Thursday evening had to win in order to be able to hope to participate in the next World Cup this winter in Qatar. As you probably already know, it went very, very badly, very badly, a tragedy. Italy lost against North Macedonia, a national team that is ranked the 67th in the world and for the second time in a row is out, we will be out of the World Cup, which we will watch on television without having a national team, while we will not even have the Serie A, our soccer league, which will be interrupted like all the others just for the World Cup. Obviously, there are more important things, but certainly many have experienced this as yet another tragedy. Of course, of course, the pandemic and the war are things that are immensely more serious. But they have weakened us a great deal, so this defeat has failed many Italians. It was a tragedy. The next World Soccer Championships in 2026, the next ones after the one in Qatar in 2022, they will be held in the United States and we really, really, really hope that at least we will be able to participate in those with Italians uh, is working on big plans for that occasion in 2026. It's all for now, it's all for today. Please stay safe and take care. My name is Umberto Mucci, this was We The Italia News. I'll see you ne next Thursday. Ciao from Rome.